All right. Welcome, everyone, to Celebrity Josh. I'm your host, Josh Rackless. And today's guest is J.M. Ryerson. What is the date? Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. Is it 15th already? It's the 14th today. All right. The, oh, fine, then. I just bought myself an extra day. That's very exciting. September 14th, 2021. Uh, I'm in Ottawa. Where are you? I am in Boca Raton, Florida. That sounds much more idyllic. Uh, is that like paradise? Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, we're definitely getting into the even nicer part of the year right now. So, right. Cause summer for you, it's like, Oh, it's a bit too hot. It's too hot. And now it's like just perfect. It's funny. I'm from Montana, man. Weather doesn't bother me one way or the other. So it's, uh, I, I've, it's, it's pretty awesome down here though. Well, that's good. I like when people have lived somewhere where there is winter, so they appreciate you know, nice weather. Like people who've always lived in Florida, they're like, I don't know. I'm like, you don't, you don't appreciate it. So that's, that's good. So what would, uh, you know, I can see all these books behind you. For those of you who aren't watching the video, you've got Let's Go Win and that's your website, letsgowin.com, right? Yes, correct. So is that your, your main thing? What would your, like your little Instagram bio say, or what would be your little summary of yourself? Uh, I'm a mindset and performance coach. I help teams, leaders, entrepreneurs with their mindset and performance. Uh, you know, I have a saying that I use change your habits, change your mindset, change your life. And it's, you know, it all starts with that mindset piece. Yeah, that sounds, sounds correct to me. I feel like I've got, or I had lots of potential, but you know, when you don't have whatever mindset means, like you're just feeling uh, insecure or you feel like you can't do anything or just every day you get nothing done, you sleep in you get you get nothing done and then you can't be like beyonce no it's true i mean henry ford said a long time ago whether you think you can or can't you're right and that's kind of the basis of everything i work on it you know people tell themselves stories all the time and you're absolutely right whatever story you're telling yourself you are correct unfortunately sometimes that's not so positive and it's not supporting the goals that you set out to achieve so it does start with whether you think you can or you can't yeah, like, I mean, I find that every every time I talk to anybody these days where I'm like, hey, you know, I've been doing some stand-up comedy classes and people are like, oh, I wish I could do that, but I'm not funny. I'm like, no, you are funny. I mean, anybody can be funny. Like, if you just want to do anything, you can just do it. Oh, I can't draw. Well, you can draw. Anybody can draw. Everybody's got their own style of anything. You know, it's, it's people talk themselves out of anything. Um, so how did you, okay, so like, what's, what's your story from the beginning? Like, just how do you, how did you get to where you are? Like, what'd you go to school for all that? Yeah, sure. I mean, school wise, I graduated from university of Montana, um, communication psychology. Uh, it's certainly not necessarily what I went into, but, uh, ended up becoming an entrepreneur. This is my fourth company that I've been a part of building, uh, but this one specifically started with actually the first book, Let's Go Win. And it was a book I wrote for my kids, actually, because I wanted them to maybe not skin their knees as much as I did along the way. So it's, you know, lessons from my parents, grandparents, mentors, and authors, because I read about 30 books a year. And what I wanted to do is put it all into one area. So if dad gets hit by a bus tomorrow, they have some of the philosophies that have helped to, you know, build some things that I think have been deemed successful. So that's kind of where it all started, man. Let's go win. It's, uh, it, it's really not about wins and losses. It's about setting yourself up to win every single day. And if you do that, the wins start to pile up, but trust me, I, I lose, I fail all the time, 
because I'm willing to put myself out there. So that's the whole idea, man. It's a movement and I'm excited. Anybody that gets around it starts to change their mindset. It's pretty incredible what you can accomplish in a very short period of time. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, how did you, how did you learn all to do that stuff? Is it like from your, your research or your life experience? Uh, I mean, it's, it's both. It's, uh, you know, again, reading a tremendous amount and then applying that and then reflecting on how it worked. So as I built teams with my first three companies, I noticed what I was focused on doing most of the time was their mindset. Because again, I can teach the most gifted person anything, but if they don't think they can do it, it doesn't matter. And that's that was the rep, repetitive theme over and over is that, hey, great, you have the most gifts here. You truly have an incredible resume, but if you don't think you can do it, there's not a heck of a lot that we are going to accomplish. And so I constantly was spending time getting people to get their mindset right. And then it just, somebody asked me, hey, can you help? It was a professional golfer. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Well, that went pretty well for them. And then can you help this guy lose 75 pounds? Yeah, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a, you know, a nutritionist. I'm not a, you know, I work out, but I'm not a, a trainer. But yeah, and so I helped somebody do that. And and so it's just, it started with these people that would ask, can you do it? And I kept saying, yes, I can. Next thing I know, there's a business. And I'm actually really selective on who I take as clients because I want to work with people that want to get better. They just don't know how. So I put them in three buckets. You either can't, you won't, or you don't know how. I want that third bucket, man. I want those people that don't know how to do it, but they have the desire to do it, I can work with that all day long and I can help them achieve what they want to achieve. Cool. Yeah. Cause that's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but that, yeah, that's what I find the problem with even society is like when people are told they can't do something or, you know, a certain group of people is oppressed and they can't achieve anything, you'll never get anything done. Or if you label a kid, you know, say, Oh, you're not smart enough. You're not going to be able to do it. And I feel like anybody yeah, a lot of, I mean, it is mindset, I guess, because I mean, anything now you can Google, I could Google 10 steps to lose weight or to get into some field or whatever, like, it's not hard to figure out how, to, but to get that mindset to get yourself going every morning to say, I'm going to go to the gym or, or what to do what you know, you need to do. It's it's how do you, how do you wrap your head around that? And it seems like, obviously, people need that, like your stuff kind of reminds me of people I've heard of, like Tony Robbins, or Dean Graciosi, or all these people who've built big companies, sort of learning how to get people just to, to think better about how, how they can do their stuff. So your companies before were like different kinds of companies. And then you just learned how to, to do the mindset thing for them. And then you became yeah. sort of, yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, most of my stuff, I, I, there's no armchair quarterbacking going on. I've done all the things I would ever ask somebody to do. Otherwise I don't think that's right. If I, if I come up with an idea, theoretically this should work and go try, that's not how this works. I, whatever idea I come up with. So the second book, Champions Daily Playbook, I literally developed it because I was like, how can we make it easier for people to achieve these goals in 90 days? So I started building it and I did it myself. And then I was like, oh, she, holy cow, you can create something pretty amazing in less than 90 days if somebody has the discipline to actually do it five minutes a day. Here's the crazy part, Josh. And just before you and I actually hopped on this, I was talking to two very good friends of mine that I trust. I trust their feedback. They're very disciplined. They didn't do it 
And so I got the feedback I needed, which is it doesn't matter if you're not willing to be accountable and do the work. You could hear the greatest things, whether it, what you mentioned, Tony Robbins or Dean, you, you could hear the greatest stuff in the world. But if you don't actually go apply what they're talking about, it's all for nothing. It's just, it's, you get inspired for a minute. So there's that accountability piece that coaches, whether it's me or, you know, Tony Robbins is great about, you know, keeping people accountable, get your accountability, buddy. If you can just do that work that they've shown you, then you can achieve something pretty awesome. But if you just get inspired and you do it for like a day or a week, that's not really going to give you lasting results. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those, you know, go to Tony Robbins seminars for a weekend. That's probably what it is for most people. You get excited, you're pumped, you're, yeah, I can do anything. And then on the Monday, you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you just, you wait for the next event that you can pay $20,000 for. And, and I think a lot of it, yeah, is that accountability? Just somebody pulling you along or, or helping you? Like all these entrepreneurship groups that I see now, it's, there's, there's no magic secret. It's, a lot of it is just, okay, you're all in this group together and you're going to check in with each other every day. Like I, I was just, um, I started taking the stand-up comedy class. Uh, it, it was a couple of days ago on Sunday and my dad picked me up afterwards and and he's like, so, and I was telling about the class. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I should have written my stuff earlier. It was all funny when I presented at the end of the class, but I was just writing it during the class. I wasn't paying attention. He's like, so it sounds like the, what you get out of this class is that it forces you to write stuff each week that you wouldn't do anyway. I'm like, yeah, you know, basically it's not learning that much. It's more, it keeps me accountable. He's like, oh, so you're just paying someone to, instead of being self-disciplined, you're paying somebody to do that for you. And so he's kind of like insulting me saying it's bad, but I mean, I think that's what almost all coaching and teaching is just somebody being there to, to, to guide you through the process. Right. No, hundred percent. Look, I understand what your dad is trying to say to you, but the truth is there's no value in free. And often people need to spend X amount. That's why if you say, let's say you pay $10 to go to a gym monthly, the likelihood of you going is actually much less than if you paid $150 or $300 to go to the gym per month. And that's kind of the misnomer. It's like, look, unless you're really disciplined, which the majority of us human beings are just not, you want to thank that gym for making you pay that extra because that's the incentive to actually go. Same thing. Now, I'm sure you get inspired by being around other funny people. It yeah. gives you stuff to do. But the truth is you're paying for something. Therefore, you see the value in actually writing. Whereas if you say, hey, look, I'm just going to write every single day. Eh, I got busy today. I'll get it tomorrow. Ah, and that continues to happen. If you actually put a negative repercussion behind, I set this goal. I didn't achieve it. Therefore, I have to run a mile today or I have to do a thousand pushups or whatever your incentive is. We are just talking about a monetary incentive with what you're talking about. But that's the truth is, yes, dad, that's exactly what I get from it. Yeah. And I wish I wish you understood that because he's never exercised he's out of shape he's had like three heart attacks he can barely walk and, and all he would need is you know there's a personal trainer down the street i found that i'm like oh i could pay for that and he could just wobble over there to to do it once and i i know it could change his life he just turned 75 but i know he could still be in good enough shape my mom gets up every morning and exercises and and, and she's in great it's like so i it's funny because like, and she does that too. Like whenever I, I say to my dad, like, why don't I sign, like, why don't we sign up for a gym class together or something? He's like, no, no, no. And my mom's like, no, you don't need a personal trainer. That's a waste of money. Just do it yourself. Don't hire a nutritionist. Just do it yourself. I'm like, yeah, but 
he's not doing it himself. So as much as it, ideally you'd have this magic discipline and be in shape, it's like he's 75 years old. He's never exercised. Why not pay someone? Like it's, I don't know. It, it sucks. Cause I, I'm living in my parents' basement right now. So I'm sort of literally awash in this negativity and I, I don't want to let it get me down and I can't, you can't force someone else to do anything. So it's like, as much as I'd like him to exercise, it's the one thing you can't do for someone else. Um, well, there's no purpose for him, right? What yeah. is the purpose of him exercising? Well, dad, I don't want you to die. I want you to be around to see whatever. He has to have a purpose, whether that's taking care of your mom, to see you have grandkids, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. If there's no purpose, if it's just because Josh wants me to, then the, he's not going to. But if he says, look, I want to make it to my 90th birthday because I've had three heart attacks. I don't want a fourth. It'll literally put me in the ground. If he has a purpose, he will actually do it. But you just telling him it, it doesn't work that way. And that I don't care whether it's your dad or name it. If you don't have the purpose behind what you're doing, i.e., why do you do this podcast? And I'm sure you could tell me exactly why you do that. When you have the purpose behind it, you will go through anything to make it happen. You have to have, and Viktor Frankl actually talked about it in Man's Search for Meaning. If you have your why, no, there is no how that will get in your way if you have your why. And your dad just doesn't sound like he has his why. That's okay. Help him find it. Yeah, I know, because I've said that. I was hoping when my sister had uh, kids 10 years ago, she's got a nine-year-old daughter. I'm like, well, that'll be it. He'll want to live to play with the grandkids, but no. And whatever I've said to him, exactly what you said, it. he's like, why? And I'm like, well, I don't want you to die. Well, I'm going to die anyways. I'm like, that's what smokers say. I'm going to die. I know, but you're going to die earlier. And he's already like, because his father died of cancer at 74. So he's like, I've outlived my dad. I'm like, yeah, but your uncle is 95. Like, and who knows what medication they'll have in 20 years that will help us live longer. It's like, but but yeah, it's who knows. It's uh, my sister just keeps saying you can't you can't control somebody else. Just do your own thing, model the behavior, and maybe they'll they'll copy you one day. It's it's frustrating. I know a lot of people because I was even actually I think I even talked to the when I was emailing with the personal trainer down the street. He's like, yeah, I, I can't because I was saying, what if I sign up and tell my dad I paid, but I only pay if he shows up? And I'm like, I can't trick your dad. I'm not going to work with people who don't actually want to do this. I've tried to get my own parents to exercise. They won't and stuff. So if a trainer can't even get their own parents to do something, it's frustrating. But yeah, you need the why. That's the thing. Um, yeah, it's not about the how. Like you can figure out, you can Google anything. You can figure out how to do a podcast in a day, but unless you have the reason to do it. So is there a way to to get a why or it's just kind of like one day you'll you'll have the why and then you'll want it? I ask a lot of questions, right? I don't try. I've never changed one person's belief. Never once in my entire life. And I don't think that's going to change. People choose to believe whatever they choose to believe. Now, can you influence it? As your sister said, model the behavior, or perhaps like I think of the book mindset immediately, your dad has a very fixed mindset. Well, generationally speaking, that's not all that out of the ordinary, right? They, they watch their parents do it a certain way. They watch the grandparents do it a certain way. And he's fallen into that. Like, this is just the way it is. This is, I outlive my dad. Therefore I'm doing pretty good cool if that's what you want but like i think of growth mindset every single day if you're not trying to grow and get better you are dying there's only two ways we go in life we either grow or we decay and when you have that fixed mindset that i'm i'm as good as look you are slowly decaying if you're not growing that includes our mind our body and our soul 
if you're not growing them, they are decaying. That's just a fact of life. Now, maybe your dad's okay with that. And that's cool. His why is just not your why that you want. Look, dad, I want you to live because I want you to be around. I love you. And maybe he's never heard you put it that way. Maybe you just have to not harp on him, but tell him your why of why you're talking to him about it. Maybe it influences, maybe it doesn't, but ultimately he has to change that belief. And if he does, cool, he'll start to exercise. He'll start to work out. He'll start to read and do some of these things. But if he doesn't, at least you know that you gave your best effort. Yeah, and that's what I need to know that just I tried. So like I bought him a treadmill, I don't know, five years ago. I said, can we go to the store? He's like, oh, no, no, I don't want one. And I'm like, well, can we just go, let's go look. We won't commit to buying one. He's like, all right, fine. So we went and he's on the treadmill. I'm like, okay, this one's a good price. And he tells the, the, the store owner guy, oh, I, I have to talk to my doctor first before I buy one. I'm like, fine, fine. We're just looking. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, okay, I lied. There's no, I don't have to talk to my doctor. I made that up. So we bought one and then I went back to Toronto. And then when I came back for a visit, it was gone. And I, I didn't ask for months what happened to it, but I eventually found out he just sold it back to the store. I'm like, he used it once, I think. I'm like, the, the trouble to go would have to get the treadmill out of the basement in a corner that it wasn't bothering anyone. I'm like, that's, wow. So like, yeah, I'm really fighting against, I don't even know what the point is. But, uh, but yeah, so then my other plan is, well, what if I just get really rich now? And then I'll be like, yeah, I'll pay for your trips and everything, but you got to be able to walk. So you got to get into shape for it or something. So, you know, I'll try to control my own thing. But I guess you know, deciding I'm going to make a billion dollars this year. It's not that easy, but uh, at least I have more of a chance of influencing myself, my own behavior. And yeah, I need to work. Yeah. If I might real fast, a lot of facts and you're telling certain things that are factual. Don't get me wrong. You don't move people with facts and metrics. You move them with emotion. If you ever want to get people to literally, you know, climb over a wall, you need to get them emotionally. You're, you're not attaching anything to your dad's emotions, which would be dad. Here's why I want you to live. It's not for the trip. Screw that. It's not even, it's because you love him. Maybe he's never heard you express it that way that literally breaking down, telling him why it's so important to you. The fact that you're watching him not live his best life. Maybe he's never heard that. Maybe nobody's ever taken the time to connect with him emotionally that way. And I, if I know your dad, anything like mine, this is not something he's going to be all ooing gooey about. That's not, it's may not even be received that well, but maybe for the first time you can. So the only thing I'll tell you, whether you make billions of, it doesn't matter. That's all facts and nothing is changing emotionally for him until you do that. He's not going to move one iota. So I would just tell you to connect with him emotionally. Yeah, and I've often thought that, like, I should just, you know, because if, if every time I talk to him, it's like, you should exercise, it, like, he doesn't want to hear that. So I, I should just ease in there and just be here, let's watch a TV show together or whatever, just do some some things like that, sort of win his confidence and, and love and all of that. And then if I ever bring up something, maybe he'll trust me a bit more. Um, How old so are like, you, Uh So on November 12th, I'm going to turn 49, so I'm 48. So if your dad doesn't trust you by 48 years old, yeah. uh, trust me, brother, there's no amount of you going up. He trusts you. He does. I, I can, he live in his home. So he, he does trust you. Yeah. So don't think of it that way, brother. I'm telling you, just so you know, he does trust you. You just need to speak differently. If the results haven't changed, try something differently, connect with him on an emotional level. He may move. He may not, but yeah. at least you've tried something different. 
Yeah, it's a good idea. All right, I'll I'll see what I can do. And what he keeps saying too is, if you keep doing the same thing, you'll always get the same results and stuff. So he, you know, he knows these little these little sayings. So I want to throw it back to him every now and then. But but whatever, you you can only. I mean, I I, you know, I was saying for years, like you know, I should get a personal trainer. People like he lives with a personal trainer. Your mom runs marathons. Like if he's if that's not influencing him, like what what is? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I guess some people just just give up and they want to die, I guess. I, I never want to feel like I've got to that point where I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to sit and watch TV and wait till it's over. Like, that just sounds sad. Um, so, I don't know. My aunt just died. His sister just died at 70 a couple of weeks ago of pancreatic cancer and stuff. So I don't even know if that would motivate for or against or, or what that is. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess in the end, all you can control is yourself. My sister's lives uh, in a different city and every time she comes back she's like oh god you need to get out of here like it's negative it's it's obviously a bad you can't you can't do this you you never grow yourself if you're sort of you know your parents are attacking you for everything you do she's like i finally see it like whenever i say something it's just don't do that don't do it. like they treat me like a child like i bought a some bag of bagels and my mom's like don't get a bag of bagels half 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 my sandwich my sister's like he's 48 years old he can eat what he wants for lunch like just stop this but anyways that's you know, and I'm just upset with myself because I, I did work in advertising for 25 years, had a good job, making billions of dollars for companies and had a lot of potential. Like everything I've tried, I've done well. Like I took a screenwriting class in my 30s and won an award in L.A. for my first draft. And every time I do stand up, the owners have been like, oh, my God, you're really good. Like when I was 20, they're like, you keep doing this. But I just never, never buckled down, never said, OK, I'm going to do comedy every night. I'm going to like plan out my life. And I I look back now, I had straight A's in university. I'm like, I should have done a master's and a PhD and been a professor. And so I've got all these regrets. Um, and I just keep wondering, like, is is there any point in, you know, like, am I going to be the guy that finally makes it at 50? Or even if I did, is there any fun to be had at that point? You know, so I don't well, know. Well, let me I tell mean, you something, brother. Don't yeah. live with regret because there's nothing you can do about it. There's only something you can do moving forward. So I have a saying, some people like it, some people don't. But past is pain, future is anxiety, present is everything. The reason I say that, does all your past mean it's painful? No, you just said you won a cool award in LA when you're 30s. Cool. But if you live in today's moment thinking about how cool that was, that's painful because now my life sucks. Yeah. And uh, everything's going to be great in the future when I am you know make millions of dollars. Well, guess what? That's telling yourself it's going to be great now or uh, in the future, but right now it's not that good. If you make different choices today and you give your very best every single day, guess what? That future is going to be pretty great. And you won't have any regrets because you gave everything every single day to this moment because this is the only time that we have. So right now, you and I, I'm going to give you everything I have. That's all I'm consumed with right now. A hundred percent. I don't care what happened an hour ago, I don't care what's coming next hour. I care about you and I right now, and I'm going to give 100% to that. And if I do that over and over and over, my future is really bright. So, brother, if you love doing comedy, do it. Go do it your very, very best. And guess what? You might be at the very top, or you might not. But if you love doing it, do it every single day. And eventually, something great will happen, but at least you're living in the moment, giving it your all, not living with regrets, if that's what you love to do. Yeah, like, that's one thing I love to do. Like, it's, I, I keep thinking, oh, you know, I would have loved to be a professor, a great artist, or who knows what. 
but but I, you know, even in class when I just read my jokes on Sunday, I'm like, okay, this feels good. People are laughing. It's something I can do. It's something that you could just theoretically do when you're older. You know, I'm not going to get into the NFL now, but you know, uh, and comedians can be any age, I imagine. Um, and yeah, I just want to focus on that because I spend so much time just wishing I was 18 again. Like it was 30 years ago today that I started university in Frosh Week and it was like this magical time. And then, you know, I see on Instagram, everybody's celebrating Frosh Week and I'm like, oh my God, like it's, but there's no point in, in constantly wishing you were, even 18 year olds won't be 18 in a year. Like it's, you can't, you can't live in that obviously. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get into that mindset where that's it. Just going to make TikTok videos all day of my jokes and just focus on something like that. And, and, and yeah, it's always been that way. It's like, I don't care if I fail. Like if I, you know, I run for mayor and I look like a fool, it doesn't matter. At least I tried it. I don't want to let fear stop me. And I know I feel better on a day when I actually accomplish things. I'm like, okay, I did something. It's just when these days, they just seem to, to go so quickly. Like, you know, it's already like, 10, 10, I don't know, 11 o'clock now or something. And I'm like, ah, it's the, almost the day's almost over again. And it just seems to rush by. And then I'm terrified of turning 50. And I just read an article today. Um, uh, so I sort of showed my Google feed, this actor who made it at 50s in some show called The Visitors or something. And, uh, and it's like so rare for an actor to have his breakout role at 50, but he did it and whatever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. It, I, it's, it's both inspiring and scary at the same time. When people are saying it's so rare for anything to happen later in life. Uh, yeah, but guess what? Who cares? It happens. It yeah. absolutely can happen. Betty White's what, 98, 99? You're not even half her age. And yeah. you said, is this what it is at 40? No. Yeah. Look, you choose if this is what it is. You, you That's it, man. Like, if you worry about what you can or can't, no, just do it, man. Give 100% to it, and it will the result will take care of itself by you putting in the work. So yeah. at 48, don't look back at what it, you could have done. Who cares? Do it now. There's nobody telling you cannot, or actually, excuse me. There's a lot of people okay. telling you can or cannot screw them. It's up to you to decide whether you can or can't. Yeah, no, it's true. And when I, yeah. And that's the thing. Every time I accomplish something, I'm like, Oh, that could have done that. Like, or I did do it. I did. I can do it. It's all, and, and a lot of the stuff, too, I keep reminding myself, yeah, yeah, you wish you were doing TikTok at 18. There was no internet 30 years ago. Like, it's even five years ago, we probably couldn't have been recording this podcast like this on my phone. Like, five years ago, I was trying to make a podcast with my friend in New York, and he's going to have to buy this $5,000 software to somehow record each other. So all these things that I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? It's like, not. this is the time, you know? <laughs> Technology is here now to allow you to, like I did a community cable show when I was 20 for four years. And that, that was the most I could do. Cause it was live. People would call in, they, you know, stop me in the street and they said, Hey, I saw your show, but now people can broadcast from their phone. So it's like, you got to do what's in the moment. Now you can't beat yourself up. So, so that, that is all good. Um, and is, is that's kind of what you do. You write your books and then you do individual coaching as well. Do you give like speeches and stuff? I, I give speeches. I, I've stopped doing individual coaching just because it's so time intensive. Yeah. And the ask on what my hourly rate is, it's substantial. So I, I don't, I want to reach more people with these things. So for instance, what were you and I are talking about? I want you to personally go buy Champions Daily Playbook. I think it's like 10 bucks. If you do it five minutes a day for 90 days, literally just do it. Just follow it you will 100% change. You'll probably, if you choose to, move out of your parents' basement. If you choose to go accomplish whatever goal that you don't think you can, 
by simply following these simple instructions. And it's nothing magical. It's just having the discipline to set your intention every day. State your daily affirmation. Take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. In fact, for your dad, maybe you can get him to do it with you for 90 days, five minutes. And that's what's so crazy to me. Just literally doing five minutes can change everything about your day. But so often people just run through the emo- run through the motions. 90% of what we are is just some habits, some good, some not good that are running us. I want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're intentional about. So set your intention for the day. What are we going to do? Are we taking care of our mind, our body, and our soul? How is our attitude and our activity today? Journal a little bit and boom, you're done. That's day one. You do that for 89 more days and you will have accomplished something great. So for $10 and five minutes a day, you can literally change your life. But most people don't have the discipline to do that. Yeah, no, and that's and that's encouraging too because a lot of times you think, okay, I've got to change something and it's going to take five years or, or every, even when I was doing a comedy contest, the owner last week was like, you got to do it for 10 years. I'm like, I don't have 10 years to work on this. Um, but knowing 90 days, five minutes a day, I mean, that's, that's doable uh, for sure. I can do that. What was I going to say? Uh, I can't remember. I had something to say about all of that. But yeah, all right, I could work on that. I'll get the book. And I've got an Amazon influencer page so I can put the book on my thing and then ask my dad to do it with me. And uh, yeah, I forget what I was going to say about it. Let me think. Do it five minutes a day. I don't know. All right. Yeah. All right, that's inspiring. And then uh, there was something in my head, but it's gone. So, okay. All right. Uh, and is that, yeah. So that's, can you give me like a, one or two of the little tips, like the kind of things I'd be doing in that exercise? Yeah. One of the biggest things people don't do is they, 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 they're not clear on what they're doing today. So literally I set an intention every single day. So today I'm going to give 100% effort to everything I do today. Okay. That sounds really, of course, but the truth is most people don't do that. They're not clear on why they're doing whatever. So that's the first thing I set my intention. Then three things I'm grateful for, no matter how shitty your life is, if things there's things you should be grateful for the fact that you have sun shining on your face right now, the fact that I breathe air, the fact that I'm able to do a podcast, I'm grateful for the, the son, I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for my sister. Well, I, it doesn't matter. Recognize what you're grateful for because there's a lot. Now, conversely, there's a lot of crappy things going on. Just pull up the news or social media and there's plenty to see that's negative. But if you remember what you're grateful for, great. Then, then you can accomplish that. Then do your daily affirmations. Most people don't even know what that is. And that's literally whatever the world tells you you're not and you want to aspire to be, that's what you should tell yourself every single day. I'm confident, strong, intelligent. Boom. Continue to rewire that into your brain. So as a comedian, I'm funny, I'm confident, and I'm open. So I know that I'm funny. I know that I'm confident to go deliver it, and I'm open to feedback, even if it's really bad. Great. Maybe that's something you say every single day. So every time you get on stage, you could get the the greatest response or the worst, but I'm open to the feedback both ways. Um, So that would be another example. And then taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. If you don't take anything else from this or your dad, I want you to do this. Take care of your mind. Because again, if you're not growing every single day, you are decaying. 
Everyone knows they need to exercise. I don't need to spend any time on that, but just get a sweat in, break your sweat once a day. And then lastly, what are you doing for your soul? Do you read the Bible? Do you meditate? Do you take a walk? Do you hike a mountain? I don't care. Whatever it is to feed that bucket, if you do those three things, you will continue to inspire others. You will continue to grow and flourish into what you want to be. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, gratefulness. Yeah. I heard in a podcast recently uh, that the only scientific way to increase your baseline of happiness is to practice gratitude. Like even if you make $10 million, you, you might feel happier for a day or two, but it's going to come back to whatever your normal baseline is. But if you th- practice gratitude, uh, it, it'll, it'll increase your baseline of happiness. And that's what my sister's been doing. She was visiting with her kids recently and, and I joined them for their nightly gratitude. And when they lie in bed, they go, okay, I'm grateful for this and that. And, and then she's been video calling me to do it every night with them. And then sometimes I slip up. I'm like, oh, I wish I had called the government to get my COVID money. And my nephew's like, no, 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 that's satitude, not gratitude. So I'm always like, I, I can't do the satitude. So he calls me on that. So that's, that's good. And then I remembered what I was thinking of. Because when you said, uh, you know, if you choose, you might move out of your parents' basement. Well, that's, I have to. Uh, like I sold my condo in 2019 because I was like, oh, I can be free to travel. Let's go. And then I, I mean, the pe- I didn't really go anywhere. And then the pandemic happened and I really didn't go anywhere. So I just came here. But uh, when my sister was here last month, she's like, so what if you moved out by November 1st? Because basically she talked to my parents and they don't like talking to me directly. It's, a, it's all passive aggressive stuff here. Um, so, yeah, kind of by November 1st, I'm out regardless. And so I started applying for jobs. And yeah, right away I've got people interested. There's an agency in Toronto that would pay me a good amount. And it's, it's even remote. So I could just get an apartment in Ottawa or Toronto or in Boca Raton and probably do it. So I'm just trying to, what I'm just trying to wrap my head around now is like, okay, well, what, you know, what do I want in life? Do I want to get an apartment and be sitting in Ottawa? Do I want to go back to Toronto? Do I want to somehow try to get to the U.S. even though I don't have a visa? Do I want to work in advertising again and then waste my time doing that? But time flies so fast. Like two years ago, before the pandemic, I was talking to like a radio station in Timmins, Ontario, this little town. He's like, well, why do you want to come up north? I'm like, I don't know. So I'd, I just never got back to him because I'm like, I was scared to go to a small town at this age and maybe I'll never meet a wife because there's nobody up there. But now I could have been a radio host for two years already. And what have I done in this basement? Nothing. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at. It's kind of a, I'm going to be somewhere in a month and I'm just trying to decide. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be the biggest decision in the world. I can just go rent a little room somewhere and keep working on my stuff like three blocks away until I figure out something more. But uh, yeah, it'll be big changes now. And uh, I guess I'll just, try your mindset stuff for the next, you know, even today, I'll try to break it down to small chunks. Just today, I'm going to, you know, power stuff out. And I've already done a podcast this morning. So that's, uh, you know, something I've done. I'll go for a jog after this and I guess keep working at it. And then, oh yeah, I'll order your book and then I'll do that and mention to my dad that I'm doing it. Well, I think you asked the right question. What do I want? What do you want? Right. Do you want to live in a penthouse? Do you want to live in Toronto? I mean, only you can answer these questions, but they're the right questions to ask. Don't just settle because, well, this is easy. Screw that. What do you really want? I want to be in a social atmosphere because I want to meet a potential partner for life. Cool. Go find a place where you find attractive, whatever you're into, male or females, whatever you're into, go find that place. Great. Don't compromise because it's the easy thing. Go for what you want. You can absolutely accomplish it, but you have to be clear on what you want. So do you want a big city? Yes, no, whatever. Do you want a place with great food? Yes, no, whatever. Do you want warm weather? 
in Canada, obviously, that may be a little more challenging if that's where you're going to be, but you can move to Costa Rica for all I care. I, I don't know what your rules or regulations are, but I know this. If you get clear on what you want, the universe provides. But if you're not clear on what you want, you will end up just a couple street uh, blocks away in some little apartment that you probably didn't want to be a part of. No, yeah. Man. Get clear and on what you want. I know. Costa Rica, I went on a tour six years ago with a friend. I'm like, oh, I got to come back here all the time and whatever. And then the time's just flown by. I guess that's what I've always struggled with my whole life. Like, what do I want? And I've never known. And and so you know, my screenplay I wrote that I it was... I don't, I don't even have a title. It's called Mr. Indecision or Focus Group. It was about this guy who works in advertising and can't make decisions on anything. So he starts writing commercials on those topics. And the focus group says, oh, the character in this commercial should have done that. And then he follows his life based on that. And that's what I feel like. I mean, I guess everything I did in my life was at the time the best decision I thought. But even 10 years into advertising, I was like, I'm not liking this. Like, what else can I do? It never occurred to me, hey, you can go back to school for radio. You can go do something else. And everybody was always like, why aren't you in L.A. yet? I'm like, yeah, one day. And even 10 years ago, I got a job offer at an ad agency in Times Square doing ads for Broadway shows. I was like, nah, I just bought my condo in Toronto. I should see how that is. But that was my chance. Somebody was going to pay for a visa to live in New York. And that would have been different and exciting. And then you look back and you're like, in my 20s, I could have just gone to live in a little village in Paris. Just something different rather than letting 30 years go by. And you're like, you know. And so that's the thing. Yeah, like I didn't sell my fancy condo in Toronto to be paying for a little apartment in Ottawa and then you know in five years I'm 55 and I'm still sitting like it's yeah I gotta it, but it's hard I mean that's always been it's like what do I want I don't know because whatever you choose that's that's something and then it's like well okay I went to New York but I didn't go to LA or I went to Costa Rica but I didn't go to Italy or that that's right yeah it's, I don't know how you decide what you want do you or, meditate no everybody says to do that and I'm like I don't know what that that sounds very tough. <laughs> it's really not. Just yeah. quiet your mind. Go get Insight Timer. It's free. It's an app. Yeah. Just go ahead and sit for five to 10 minutes a day. And just literally, you can think of nothing or you can think of what do I want. Just quiet your mind. The other thing is, do you journal? Yeah, I mean, you write. You're writing jokes and stuff. I wish I journaled. Like I, That's my another regret right now. I wish I had kept a diary every day of my life because... I could go back and look at it. I just found an old Those diary parts. that I wrote when I was 14. And, uh, and I'm like, thank God I, I wrote this for a year. But, uh, and I've been doing sort of daily, I film like a daily summary of my day, like talking for 10 minutes about what I did that day to put on YouTube. Um, so that's kind of something to at least have a record. But I could start being like Doogie Hauser and type up my, this is my diary of my day or something. It doesn't have to be formal, brother. You're just going to write, what do I want? And then when you're quiet, you're going to write, what do you know? When you actually quiet your mind, put all the noise, all these regrets that you have, man, I hate that. I mean, I try not to hate anything. I hate regrets and self-limiting beliefs. I hate them. So here's what I would tell you. Put all that stuff to the side, meditate or quiet your mind, and then just start writing. What do I really want? And you will be shocked at what comes on the paper. It is in your brain. You just have so much in the way jumbled up. Clear that stuff away by quieting it and then just start to write. Some of it will be crazy. Some of it will be absolutely profound. Some of it will just be something you found funny. And next thing you know, you're going to start creating more jokes and things that you didn't even mean to by quieting your mind. Brother, you just have to slow everything down and ask some questions. Yeah, like when I was 20, this girl Julie in my 
university residence, she wrote on my hand, just let go. That was like my, supposed to be my mantra because I'm just always spinning. Like even when I, I looked at the first page of my diary, I wrote when I was 14 and it was like, I'm afraid of growing older. I don't want to get wrinkles on my face. I'm afraid of my relatives dying. And my sister is like, because she was here with me and she's like, you could have written that today. <laughs> like, so I've been consistent since I was 14. And I know what I want. It's Well, first of all, <clears throat> yeah, like when I sit here and like if, if I start to feel good for half a second, like, oh, I, I did the comedy. I'm feeling good. But then I remember, wait, no, I was anxious a minute ago. What am I mad about? Oh, right, because I didn't get my COVID money and I, I wasted the past two years and the past 10 years and I didn't marry Jen. And so my mind is always like trying to remember what I'm supposed to be mad about and it won't even let me be happy for half a second. Uh, and then in terms of what I want, I guess it's sort of torn between two things. Like I know what I wish I had done. I wish I had married my first girlfriend when I was 18 and become a professor and been the funniest professor and then done comedy every night and all of that. And I could picture what I should have done. And then I'm like, well, what can I do at this point? I can't be the young professor in my twenties. I can't, you know, you start to be less and less things that you can accomplish. But I think, you know, if I could snap my fingers today, it would be, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know, maybe have a house in Miami and um, be doing like a podcast like this, I guess, and be like a Mark Maron interviewing big people, but also doing comedy um, you know, ideally maybe have a wife and kids. Like I always assumed I would have that and I kept pushing it away. And now I'm like, uh, oh, it might be too late, but, uh, it seems like that's the way to happiness. I don't know anybody. Everybody just talks about how much they love their kids and all my girlfriends from university are now like their kids are going to our university. And I'm like, so I feel like I've missed a whole generation of possibilities. Um, but yeah, I guess if I snap, I mean, I <clears throat> probably if I needed to, I'll just get a job or if I have to, um, do the podcast, do the comedy and just keep working on that and maybe go back to Toronto for now. And then if I can well, work quiet on your mind, brother, I, I got to run to my next meeting, quiet right. your mind, figure out what you want to do and go do it. You can, yeah. but you have to actually know what the heck you want and right. stop living in the past. None of that shit matters. Yeah. Figure out what you want today and go get it. All right. That's a good pep talk. Thank you so much. Everybody go to let's go win.com. And let's all, let's go win. All right. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. Bye.